0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a podcast brought to you by Gardon I'm your host for today, Gabrielle, and right now I'm thrilled to be joined by Matt Mayoya, Senior Project Manager at Suffolk. And today we're going to be talking about modular altruism. Uh, here to enlighten us on this subject as well as provide actionable industry insights is Matt. So, Matt, welcome.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Well, to start off, let's kick off this podcast into gear by uh, just learning a little bit more about this project you're overseeing. It's called the Sixth Place uh, Project. uh, And just what brought you on board?
1: Uh, Sixth and Saint Julian, um, what brought Suffolk on board was actually AMJ. I believe Matthew Wickersham had a good relationship with Suffolk. Um, He brought us to the table um was they won through a competitive bidding process so we we got them on board through a number of different um manufacturers out there bidding on the project and they were the most qualified um we interviewed them and they checked all of our boxes Uh, we met the team and interviewed well and uh everything turned out great
0: I love to hear Well, what's your role within this project?
1: Senior project manager. So my role is essentially overseeing a uh, team from Suffolk and general contractor, managing the day-to-day construction uh, and overseeing all aspects of the project, to be honest with you, from start to finish.
0: Well, you're going to have some really good perspective on this because I want to ask you, in what ways have you been seeing the Sixth Street Place uh, project benefiting the community in real time?
1: Uh, in real time excitement, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people, uh, as you know, it's in the Skid Row neighborhood. So there's a lot of, um, unhoused, just simply walking around, asking questions, when's it opening? And it's just, it's a buzz on the street. Um, people are excited about it and it's just, it, I think it's kind of almost a beacon of hope. Um, there's a lot of people out there that just want to get a place, get a place to stay, get off the street. And that's, I think the biggest, um, Biggest, biggest draw, biggest excitement going on out there.
0: Well, there's also uh, obviously ways that this project is largely benefiting uh, the homeless population, those without housing, and uh, how is modular technology in specific playing a part in supporting this initiative?
1: I think it's time. Uh, you're going to hear me say that a lot, probably in this in this discussion, but. The time factor for modular is really key. Um, There's probably about what I would call 15 to 20% savings in the overall lifespan of the construction um, schedule. So it's the speed at which we can bring these to market and get the unhoused off the street. I think that is the biggest value. Um, And again, I'm going to keep saying it, uh, but definitely that is what I believe that the modular world really brings to the table. It's speed at getting, getting people off the street faster.
0: Absolutely. And, and your opinion, you know, being able to view this project kind of big picture and building this housing throughout, just what was some of the most uh, prominent uh, challenges that you seem to face in constructing this project?
1: One of the biggest challenges was kind of a, what I'll call a modular nuance, and that was um, finding a staging yard and transportation from the factory. So that's, let me kind of break that down a little bit because it's Everything's prefabricated off-site, particularly with Gearden, it was in Boise. We had to ship them here, but not only did we have to ship them here, we had to stage them in a local staging yard for mm, about a month or two. Um, And that was kind of difficult. I mean, it was in the heart of LA and trying to find one and a half to two acres of just free open space at a relatively decent price was probably one of the biggest biggest challenges um, it was right down to the wire we we went to a couple of different real estate agencies just to try to find these spaces so um, that was that was one of the biggest challenges and then transportation as a whole um, things happen tires blow out Uh, trucks break down. So we had to kind of roll with the punches on that one. We had multiple trucking agencies or companies uh, in line. If one truck fell down, we kind of had another one that could pick it up. So those were two of the biggest challenges is really the staging yard and transportation.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. Adaptability is a big must in modular at the pace you guys are moving. Well, yes, as we've prefaced thus far, these buildings were constructed by modular means, but for those listening that believe maybe traditional construction methods are probably the way to go for projects of this size or means, well, the question is just, you know, why modular construction over traditional construction? I know you mentioned time is a big factor. Uh, what, in addition, supplements this?
1: Realistically, right now, It's still just the time, Um, so I don't want to speak negatively about um, uh, modular construction. Uh, It's speed, time, predictability, um, and early-to-market materials so that you can um, basically get on top of or get out in front of any inflation. So you're buying material up front. I think that's uh, one of the big key factors here. So, as you, if you're prefabricating 75% of the project off-site, you can easily kind of get out in front of any early escalation, especially in our if inflationary world right now. So, you can definitely get those materials up front, build a good portion of your building, and try to mitigate any of that escalation. And now, again, time is the biggest factor in my opinion. Um, but uh, but mitigating. Mitigating costs and escalation is another big one.
0: Oh, for sure. And you got to partner with Gerdin for this project. And why did you think that uh, or evaluate that Gerdin was the best candidate to carry out the sixth Place project? What's specifically about them? Uh, what about Gerdin was able to offer that benefited the development the most, do you think?
1: I think it was their team. Um, the team, Brian, he, he was amazing. Uh, the project manager, Brian Schumacher, Shoemaker. I hope I said that right. He, <laughs> His team was just amazing. They got it done. Extremely collaborative um, coordination, everything surrounding um, the whole Gearden team and helping us move the project along. If there was an issue, hey, let's look at it. Meetings, we would hold meetings weekly, if not daily, um, and make sure that every detail was over was reviewed now did everything go perfect no it didn't as soon as these things arrived we found problems and again his team was on top of it we made phone calls he Accepted some issues, he pushed back on others, which is normal, but at the same time, he helped get it done and get it done in a timely fashion.
0: In an efficient way. It's so very important to have that support system for projects of this nature. And you know, Absolutely. for those who've seen this type of work and just how um, ultimately it succeeded for the Sixth Place Project and just perhaps are inspired to begin similar projects of their own, just where do you see or foresee projects like this going in the near future? How sustainable uh, at the end of this project? Have you judged um, how sustainable is this model moving forward, do you think? I think
1: very sustainable. In fact, I'm working on another one in East L.A., a very similar model, and we have a third um, schedule here within the next early 24. Um, it, it's a matter of getting buy-in by developers. Um, when you when you see the bottom line, when you look at the cost benefit analysis of the construction costs, they, they look at a per square foot or a per unit, it's not there yet. Um, but time, and I said it, said it before, time is really the key item here. You can bring these to market so much faster and turn them over faster that you can keep going and get more people off the street in a faster fashion. Um, but ultimately, it, it is there. I believe it's not the answer to the housing issue, but it is definitely a answer and a very good one. Um, it's just a matter of selling those developers and getting them on board.
0: Oh, for sure. And you're taking action. That's the important part. And so you mentioned you're starting new projects, which is very exciting. Uh, what do you think you're going to take from the experiences of this past project uh, or initial project that you will probably uh, bring on to the next one, uh, changes or updates, uh kind of how will you adapt uh, your process to these newer projects?
1: It's a long list of lessons learned. <laughs> we started that list um, and it continues to grow. And I continue to, to uh, mirror those lessons learned onto the next one. Um, like I said earlier, the staging yard and transportation, I was all over that on um, this new one in East LA. The staging yards there, they're, they're landing as of, as of this week. I think we have 12 already. So it's just a matter of those lessons learned, passing them on to try to make it even more efficient so that that time is that much faster.
0: All right. So Matt, uh, for those who are interested in the project and want to learn more about Suffolk and just what you do, and maybe even uh, join forces on the next project, how would they reach out to you?
1: Uh, Yes, you can reach out to uh, suffolk.com. I'm out in the Los Angeles office, or you can email me direct at mmyoya at suffolk.com
0: that wraps up the conversation for today so thank you matt for joining us on today's podcast just discussing ways about the sixth place project and what went into it as well as modular altruism it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast
1: thank you appreciate
0: it of course and as always if you'd like to learn more about garriden please visit com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at i've been your host gabrielle thanks for tuning in